0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to our listeners. We are back in the booth. Welcome back on this Sunday morning, bright and early. Jay, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, Chica. How are you this morning?
0: Uh, You know, would have appreciated another... It is Sunday. I thought it's the Sabbath. We went to sleep in and it's 6.30 and both of us are like, hey, should we do the podcast now? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, Well, Jay, we have covered a number of topics and today we've decided to take a little turn. So why don't you walk us in there?
1: Well, we've been talking a lot about... Leadership, manhood, identity in Christ. And where we wanted to go today is, okay, I'm a believer. My identity is in Christ. How do I build a relationship with him? And I'm told to pray without ceasing to think about him throughout the day. Well, what does that really look like? What does prayer really look like? What does relational prayer look like? And how is my life different when I'm doing it and when I'm not doing it?
0: My youngest daughter has been coming to me, you know, once every week and a half. And she goes, Dad, how's your streaks doing? And I go, oh, oh, streaks. So, you know, on the Bible app, it kind of tracks how many times you read and if you're doing it consecutive day to day. Um, And we had an interesting conversation the other day because mine snapped after about, I don't know, 65 days or so. She's like at 180 or something, but 65 days. And um, I didn't, because I was traveling, I missed a day. And boom, the whole street comes crashing down. And when I came home, it wasn't about the consecutive days, but we had an interesting conversation to your point that, you know, this is our accountability to check in with Jesus day by day by day by day by day, and then hold each other accountable day by day by day in how we're doing that. Um, And I think of, um, I believe it's Matthew 15, where he says, you know, people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. and What I've been speaking to my youngest daughter about is it's not about the number of streaks. It's about the quality time that you're taking with Jesus after you activate the next day of streaks.
1: Yeah. And it's so interesting to think about streaks and then you think about Jesus and how he lived and moved and had his being. Yesterday, I put my two oldest kids on a plane for Africa for the next month. They're going on a mission. But what's so interesting is, we were talking to a few people last night who have done missions in Africa and they talked about Africa time. Like the pace is a bit slower. Uh, things are different. You know, one of the challenges I think we face here in the United States, I know I certainly face it is life moves so fast Mm -hmm. and we're, we're doing things on so many fronts that like you said, well, I checked in with Jesus today, knock that one off. Yep. Check, knock that one off the list. And it's much more relational that he's looking for and it's throughout the day. So one of the great devotionals that I've picked up recently is Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. And what I love about this devotional is, you know, she's writing from the perspective of Jesus talking to us and inviting us into separate things. I wanted to read yesterday's because I think it's really pertinent to this conversation. It says, seek my face at the beginning of your day. This practice enables you to put me on and wear me throughout the day. Most people put on clothes soon after arising from bed. Similarly, the sooner you put me on by communicating with me, the better prepared you are for whatever comes your way. To wear me is essentially to have my mind, to think my thoughts, ask the Holy Spirit to control your thinking, be transformed by this renewal within you. Thus, you are well equipped to face whatever people and situations I bring your way. Clothing your mind in me is your best preparation for each day. This discipline brings joy and peace to those around you. And what's interesting is the more I try to pray without ceasing to keep Jesus with me all day, I've gotten to this place now where I'll I'll, I'll get moving so fast. All to your point, chick, I'll forget. I'll be moving, moving, moving. Then I'll get off a meeting and maybe it went difficult. And I'll think to myself, I totally haven't talked to Jesus in like hours. Mm. And I wonder how that meeting might have gone different if I had been paying closer attention to the internal relationship with Jesus, because as brother Lawrence says, we've talked about it before in the game of minutes, not the game of minutes, brother Lawrence is practicing the presence. It's all the time thinking about it. You have this conversation going on in your mind while you're living your life. It really slows you down. So we're hoping our kids find that in Africa on Africa time. But the question for me is how do I get some Africa time into my time in the United States?
0: that visual of clothing yourself with him, you know, you and I would laugh off, offline about things like this. We we have so many relationships that we're building and that we're trying to maintain and we're trying to honor, i.e. our wives as well. Uh, you just think of day by day, the, the effort and the intentionality and the relationship that we try to build with our wives. <laughs> One, to keep them happy, two, because we love them, but three, because Jesus said, treat them like the church, right? Treat them. And, and and I'm thinking of this idea of clothing and how difficult it is with the person that I have as a representation of pretty much the closest thing to Jesus to me, my wife, but then also to something that I can't grab, something I can't touch, something Jesus is not in the room with me. So that relationship of clothing struck me for a second there.
1: Well, relationships are not to-dos. I think the challenge of prayer lists. I love a prayer list. I've got one in my app. There's things I'm consistently praying for and God is coming through in a lot of fronts, but a list is another thing to do. And the last thing we need is more things to do in our context. So what's the difference between a list and a relationship? Jesus says, "Only well, you talk to me throughout the day, not only about what's going on in your day, but the bigger things that quote unquote might be on your prayer list. And you know, God's not surprised by anything. We forget that sometimes he knows what's coming. And so, you know, we, we operate and act as if everything's always going to be okay in the way it is. And then things come and check us up. You know, what if we set aside our prayer lists for a few days and just said, I'm just going to talk with you throughout the day, Lord, and see what happens. I wonder what would happen.
0: Well, he does say in Matthew 7, right, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. <clears throat> For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, it will be open. Jay, when you when you think about us living in this first world of America with a lot of things at our fingertips as well, um, and maybe you, you sit, and I'm speaking to the listeners here, maybe you sit in a place where financially you don't have to worry about things in terms of material things. This whole ask and you will find, knock and it, will be <clears throat> given to you. How does that knock you, Jay, when, when we live in this first-class world and we're not building lists to obtain, but at the same time building a relationship to love?
1: Well, when I was younger... And learning to pray, I would pray for things or stuff or situations mostly centered on me because in the minor theme, I'm the major character of my life. As I've gotten older, I've started to ask Jesus more questions like, what are you up to right now, God? What are you doing in this person? What are you doing in this situation? And how should I pray for that? The more I do that, the more connected I am and I get to see the major theme around me. And that is where I want to go. Because when I have my prayer list and I pop it open and I go, check, check, check. I prayed for this. I prayed for this. Now, these are important things that I'm praying for, but they're just sort of my priorities. Mm. And when I take a step back and go, here's a big question. Jesus, what should I pray for today? What if I approached it with no list and said... I want to make a list right now in the moment. What should I pray for, Lord? What are you up to? Who should I be praying for? Who do you want me to think about? One of the things that struck me, we we have this couple at our church, Chica, Agnes and Ferdinand, that you know. They're just unbelievable Christians uh, later in life, uh, total saints. And uh, they happen to be from Africa, actually, which is super interesting. And he came by and said... I will remember your children in my prayers. We will be remembering them in our prayers as they travel. And it was just the way he said it. And I'm like, that's not a list. It's not on his list. Mm. Like, it, it was so different than the way I would say to somebody, hey, I'm praying for you. I'll pray for your kids. It was just, so. it was so glorious the way he said it. I can't think of a better word. My spirit was moved when he said it because I knew he would in fact remembering my children in his prayers with the Lord. And it's kind of that idea of, I, I wonder if sometimes if Ferdinand sits down and says, Lord, who, who do you want me to pray for right now? I, I Gosh, I just think about that.
0: I had a moment. I think I shared this with you last week, <clears throat> where I asked that question, who, and and a gentleman that both of you know popped into my mind. And so I just started praying for him. I was in the car actually. And um, can you believe that like three minutes later after praying for him, this dude texts me, I haven't spoken or seen the guy in six months. It was unbelievable. And and I'm saying to myself, what was that about? Was that just pure fluke? Was that like I literally just prayed out loud in the car for you and then three minutes later, ping, a text saying, Hey dude, what's going on?
1: Had the same experience a couple months ago. See, this this is the real stuff, I think, guy. I, I asked that question. And again, so I I probably do this about five percent of the time in my prayer life. This is what I'm trying to ramp up. And frankly, and I'm ashamed to admit this, but I forget. And I go just yeah. back to my app. But I, same experience. I, I said, well, Lord, who... I can't even remember how I asked it, but a, a mutual friend of ours came to my mind. And I just started praying for him. And then after I was done praying for him, I felt the Holy Spirit say, send him a text that says, hey, I'm, I'm praying for you. I hope things are well. And I sent him the text. And man, his response was like, "I," that changed the trajectory of my day. Yeah, like I was so... And so the Lord needed to touch him, wanted to touch him, but he needed to serve. And see, the Lord, God does things on this planet through us. He could intervene and do anything he wanted, but he has chosen to get everything done through people. But we have to be willing vessels to do that. And so he wants, like our friend, he wanted to reach to our friend. He was looking for willing participants. I happened to ask the question that morning. So I got the assignment and I was obedient in the assignment. God doesn't need me. He will find other ways if he really wants to reach him. But it's just then we both got mutually lifted because that built my faith.
0: Wow. I spend um, a lot of my time in the morning with Jesus, as you say. Cl- what, how, did, how did How did? that um, devotional say it, Jay? Cl- clothe me? Clothe, wear me? Put me on and wear put, me throughout the day. Put me on and wear me on. So typically on my my mornings when I can and it's not raining, I'm outside. And I try to spend about 30 minutes and I have a routine and it's listening to a devotional, then it's listening to two worship songs and pretty much it's talking to you and then coming back to another thing. But I've tried something different this last month where every three days, instead of going to the worship music, I turn on the Bible app and I find one of the gospels and I just hit play. And so that would be my version of of reading while I'm walking. But I found that it's it's changed um, the conversation that I'm also having with Jesus because now I'm listening to the word and then I'm talking to Jesus about the word and then asking how that impacts what I should be doing today. It's a curious way because what I've found myself and, and listeners, you may have this too. If, if you are um, somebody that is seeking, somebody that is going after Jesus's heart, We do a lot of side work, reading devotionals and other people's opinions on what we should do. Um, And so what I've tried to do is reverse engineer that, flip that, and try and ask God through his word, what is he doing in me? And it's been curious because there are some days where I don't hear anything back. uh, And then two days later, something pops in, the spirit nudges me, and it takes me right back. And I know exactly where I was on my walk when I asked that question. It's it's an interesting walk.
1: It's amazing God is all it's what we have to remember is God is always moving all the time everywhere through everybody and he's got these stories going on these threads and like we pick up on these threads and it blows our mind when we realize it's happening mm. but your point there about scripture and praying scripture and listening to scripture we were having a great conversation around a fire pit last night right with one of our friends who's a pastor and he's in a PhD program and we said hey what's your What's your, what's your dissertation going to be like? What's your defense going to be? And he said, biblical literacy, because if you're a confessing Christian, but you don't know the word, you don't understand the word, you don't pay attention to the word, how can your life possibly be transformed? How can you build a relationship? And I think that's exactly what you're touching on is when you're in the word, it changes everything. When you pray the word that back to those saints, we were talking about our friends, Agnes and Ferdinand, they. I think Agnes literally actually might have the entire Bible memorized, but <laughs> they pray scripture. And when you're talking with them, scri- scripture comes out, but not in the way that, you know, some people do that. They quote a verse and you're like, you feel like you're being big timed or whatever. It's not that like they live scripture. They live it. And it's manifest in their lives.
0: What about the the verse? And just as you were thinking, I was I was visualizing where we were at church yesterday <clears throat> and, and we were, talking together. That verse in, um, I think it's Matthew, where it says, for where two or three are gathered in name, I am there among them. Happy 1820. How do you, look at you, did you just big time me? How did you, (laughs) um, (laughs) how do we bring that when we're trying to individually wear Jesus, but yet it's it's saying that when we're together, and maybe I'm just pulling it out of context, Jay, but help me understand that the distinction between private prayer time and, um, and praying together.
1: I mean, I think that's a good question. I, and you know, the scripture says to do both, right? It says get alone and seek your father. And I think that's critically important. That's that inner relationship. And what Sarah Young is encouraging us, what, what brother Lawrence is encouraging us is there's an all day long dialogue. Like, mm. yes, you should go to a prayer closet of sorts, whatever that looks like for you. Like for you, it's out walking every morning. Then, But then praying without ceasing throughout the day, that's the relationship in your mind. But it's very clear that when two or three come together or more and pray in unison, it it really changes the atmosphere and moves things. And we're encouraged to do that because God's about community, right? The Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit is a community. It's a community. And we're encouraged to be in community. And when we pray in community, it changes things. And I will think it's a good example like last night, and this will sound silly, but around that fire pit, what we didn't do is there was nothing. We know, the, we were all sitting together. We were relaxing. We were talking. But none of us said, uh, is there anything we should pray for as a group right now while we're here, men mm, together in unity? Mm, mm. We didn't. I'm not saying we had to, but what a missed opportunity. We could have taken a few minutes and done some listening prayer together. We just don't. We're so busy. But I think that's the difference between... Those mature communities of believers where when they've got time and they're together, somebody does ask that question. I think, is there anything we should be asking the Lord for right now?
0: I was also hypersensitive because there was a gentleman in the fire pit circle that we didn't know, and he didn't really say anything um father father farther in the corner there, and so i was I'm just visualizing now if we'd broken out into prayer how interesting that may have gone.
1: That would have been interesting actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my but it's, oh my
0: goodness, go ahead. It's,
1: op- it's opportunity, It's mm-hmm. opportunity. Do we take the opportunity to seek God's face more or less? What is the priority in our life? So as we're turning the corner and heading home, Chica, what, what's an opportunity this week? I know this week for me, I have a pretty big and important week professionally. I'll be traveling. I've got a little surgery right when I get home. My goal for this week is just going to be seeing if I can walk with Jesus throughout the entire day. I've, I've worked on this, but it's something that this week is really heavy on my heart is how would that change the atmosphere around me in meetings, in my relationships? And that's, that's what's on my goal this week is how could being in a relationship with Jesus change the atmosphere around me? And as that atmosphere changes, what does that do to other people?
0: I like this idea of wearing Jesus, this week, every time I put on my left sock, it's going to remind me about wearing jesus um and it's a physical anchor right that that's what I'm going for here, not not trying to be too trivial about it, but putting it on will trigger me to think about okay, so right now i'm i'm wearing if I'm wearing Jesus today, what does that mean, and then that's going to be the start and the beginning of my conversations and the other thing I'm going to do, Jay, outside of praying for the normal checklist that you said or the normal kind of routine. I'm going to ask Jesus what I should be praying for in the in that walk, uh, and so therefore, I'm hoping that it, it's going to be outside of the the standard list that I go down. Oh, so, I love that. yeah, listeners, the challenge for you is: what are you going to do? How are you going to lean in this week and perhaps really focus your prayer time, your your individual or your group prayer time, around the relationship with Jesus, about wearing Jesus and cloaking Him around your your shoulders as you walk through the day um and so maybe jay that's how we'll close today we'll pray for that in our listeners and um and we will see them next week on the pod
1: all right lord give us the wisdom and patience to ask this week what is on your heart and how can we pray for that and who should be praying for and what should we be praying for give us wisdom and more than anything give us remembrance Give us remembrance to think of you throughout the day. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.